We are in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 as we continue our study verse by verse through the Lord's Prayer. So the Lord teaches us to pray then like this in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So last week, right, we mentioned that prayer begins with longing for God's presence before we begin to ask for his provision. So we're longing for his presence, right? Our Father in heaven, that's the first petition there, hallowed be your name. Right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, that's the second petition, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the third petition. We, we looked at that one last week. Beginning in verse 11, we begin to see a series of three more petitions. Three more petitions. So prayer begins with our longing for God's presence, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with just asking for the presence of God. Jesus then begins to teach us to, to seek certain things. John Anuichekwa writes, Just because he tells us not to prioritize food and clothing doesn't mean we don't need food and clothing. So beginning with verse 11, right, we see three more petitions. Verse 11, we see a petition for provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Provision. Then there in verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Right there we see a petition for pardon. And then beginning in verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, a petition there for protection, for protection. So provision, pardon, and protection. Tonight we're going to focus on verse 11, provision, a prayer for provision. And we'll spend a couple weeks here on verse 11. And so it says, give us this day our daily bread. I think we would all agree that the world is confused about many things. They get many things messed up. So over the next three weeks, I want to unpack three things that the world is confused about as it relates to give us this day our daily bread. Number one, we're going to talk about this tonight. The world is confused about what we need. The world is confused about what we need. Next week, we're going to come back to this verse, verse 11, and we're going to see that the world is confused about who provides for our needs. The world is confused about who the source, the provider of our needs is. And then the third uh, week, we're going to come back to this verse once again, and we're going to see that the world is confused about what we do with all the stuff we have. So we, we receive these, these blessings. God provides our needs. Now what do we do with them? So we'll talk about that here in a couple weeks. But this morning, for just a few minutes, or, or this afternoon, for just a few minutes, uh, I want us to think about um, how the world is confused, confused about what we need. So notice what Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. I want to I focus in on that word bread. Jesus is teaching us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Bread stands for the basic necessities of life. 
the basic necessities of life. R.C. Sproul writes, Obviously, Jesus was not telling his disciples to pray only for bread. But bread was a staple in the diet of the Jews and had been for many years. Furthermore, bread was a powerful symbol of God's provision for his people in the Old Testament. John MacArthur writes, Bread not only represents food, but is symbolic of all our physical needs. Martin Luther wrote, Bread was the symbol for everything necessary for the preservation of this life. So bread then stands for all the temporal issues of life. It stands for the temporal issues of life. So bread stands for food. Right? We need food. It's a necessity for life. Uh, clothing, housing. Right? These are the basics to survive, to stay alive. God provides those basic needs in our lives. So Jesus is teaching us to pray for basic provision. Pray for what you need. Pray, ask God to give you the necessities of life. You know, we're taught very early on uh, to distinguish between our needs and our wants. Our needs and our wants. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that God will provide everything we want. Nowhere in Scripture will you read that God is going to provide everything you want. But He does provide and care for our needs. And so we, we have to have this discussion, right? We have to distinguish between the necessities of life and the luxuries of the world. The necessities of life versus the luxuries of the world. In this past week plus, even going back several months for, for other countries, right, has helped us try to think through once again what is necessary versus what is a luxury. So Disney World, great place to go, great place to, to spend time with your family, right? They say it's the happiest place on earth. But if you go to Disney World and you look around at people, not everybody looks happy, right? The kids are screaming and crying. It gets hot and long lines, right? But, but Disney World, for many people, that's a necessity. We, we have to go to Disney World. But now Disney World is closed. And it's a reminder to us. It's really a luxury. It's not a necessity. A necessity is food. Right? When you go into the grocery store and you're used to seeing all of these items on the the shelves, and now you walk in and they're not there. Right? That's a reminder. Food is not a luxury. Food is a necessity. Right? We think sports. So many people, we need sports. Sports is a, is a great escape from the things of the world. It brings me a lot of joy. That is until your team loses and then you're sad and depressed, right? So we need sports. Well, these last couple weeks have taught us, no, it's nice. But we don't need them. In fact, we're having to do without them. What is necessary is that we receive medical care. Our athletes, our movie stars, they're not necessary. 
Well, we need our medical staff, our doctors, our nurses, our first responses, and right. So we're we're practicing all these the social distancing because we don't want our medical system to become overwhelmed, right? It's a reminder to us what is necessary versus what do I enjoy that's a luxury of the world. And I pray if nothing else comes out of, of this coronavirus pandemic, it's that we as believers in Christ are reminded of what we really need. And all the other stuff that, yes, may be a good gift from the Father, isn't as necessary as we thought maybe it once was. Give us this day our daily bread. It's a prayer to say, Lord, give me enough. Lord, give me exactly what I need for today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. I just want to read two verses for you as we begin to wrap up our devotion today. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30, beginning in verse 8. This is the words of Agur. And, and what he says in verses 8 and 9, I remember several years ago when I read this for the first time, and it just, it just hit me. And listen to his prayer. He says in verse 8, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Then he says this, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me neither poverty nor riches. It's as if he's saying, give me just what I need. Not less than what I need, not more than what I need. Just give me the necessities of life. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, necessary for me. And then verse 9, lest I be full and deny you, and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor, and steal, and profane the name of my God. It's as if this individual is saying, look, if God gives me more than I need, right, verse 9, if I'm full, I may be tempted to deny you. I think one temptation that we have to guard against in our hearts is, is this, that if God gives us too much, we might be tempted to say, God is unnecessary. God is unnecessary. I've got everything that I could possibly need or want. I don't need God. Listen to what one commentary writes. It says, life in Western society is not quite as precarious as it was in the first century. We have received so much more. But sadly, our very wealth has contributed to our thanklessness, to our spiritual bankruptcy. That because we are living in a day and age in which we have an abundance of almost everything, it has led to many people being spiritually bankrupt because they have lost their dependence upon God. He is now unnecessary because they look around and they say, I've got everything that I need. The other temptation that this man says here is that if God gives us too little, that is, if our basic needs are not being met, he says, verse 9, or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. 
He says, if God gives too little, then we might be tempted to say God is unconcerned. God doesn't care about me. The basic necessities of my life are not being met. Again, not the luxuries of the world, but the necessities. They're not being met. I'm going hungry. I, I'm naked. Right? I have no, no shelter, no place to live. These basic necessities are not being provided for. Therefore, some might be led to say God is unconcerned with me. And so what is the desire of this individual's heart? It's that God would give me exactly what I need. Enough for today. And I'll trust him and I'll praise him in it. Next week, we'll focus on who gives us these necessities. Yes, we've distinguished luxuries from necessities. Give us our daily bread. Give us what is necessary. But who provides it? We'll look at that next week. But let me say one more thing. Before we wrap up this devotion, before we pray, let me remind you of one more glorious truth. God, in his son Jesus Christ, has already provided for your greatest need. Your greatest need is not a physical need. Your greatest need is a spiritual need. Because of your sin, you were separated, isolated from a holy God. But God has brought you near to him. God has brought you near to him. So let me just read one more verse uh, for you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Remember that you are at that time separated from Christ, separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and with God in the, without God in the world. That was our predicament. We were without hope, and we, had, we did not have God in our life or in the world. But then verse 13 says, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Church, Northside family, that's your greatest need. It's that though you were separated from God, without God, without hope, through Jesus Christ, you have been brought near to God. And now you're not without hope, but you are filled with hope. Now you are not without God in the world, but we have God in us and we have peace because we have been made right with God through his blood. That's your hope. So whatever's going on in the world around you, know God will provide for your basic needs. And God has already provided your greatest need in Christ. So be encouraged and take hope and continue to pray. Father, give us this day our daily bread. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, encourage our hearts, we pray. As we all have different needs, we come to you. Lord, some concerned about a job, some concerned about physical health, some concerned uh, about somebody in their family and their health. Lord, concerned about when will our kids go back to school. Concerned about when will life return to normal. Oh Lord, in, the, in these days of great uncertainty, May we continue to hold fast to your promises. God, that you love us, that you're for us, and if you're for us, no one can be against us, and that you are a God, a gracious, good, loving God who will provide for our daily needs. And so we come before you thanking you for that. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Have a good night.